Hi, friends. This is Jesse Chen. Thanks for giving me a few minutes to connect the dots. You know, I've been talking to a lot of people recently about the concept of a guaranteed basic income. And one of the reasons why this is so appealing to me and, and fascinating to me right now is because it's becoming abundantly clear that we are on a uh, unsustainable path in terms of our economic system. And that is obviously not just the usual kind of talk in terms of our problems with the banks and our problems with inequality and stuff like that, but it's also an issue in terms of, um, in terms of jobs. And obviously, anyone who has been following this knows that we are increasingly seeing uh, human jobs being replaced by automated machines. We are also seeing um, the advent of, uh, of just, you know, so many jobs just coming out of favor in, in, and being replaced. And so this kind of begs the question, how do we organize a society, an economic system in the future when you can have a fully educated, fully qualified, uh, labor force or society, um, but not enough jobs? What does that actually look like? And right now, one of the ways that we solve this kind of crisis is through, uh, you know, there's obviously an abundance of, 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 of different jobs, not always at the places where we want to be going, but there are jobs available. But um, that, that is shrinking and has been shrinking since the collapse of uh, the global economy in 2008. But you can see it in unemployment. You can see it in the food stamps. You can see it in welfare. Um, you can see it in these programs that we have that are right now extremely inefficient programs, right? So I, I would argue that you should replace food stamps, unemployment, welfare, all of that, Medicare, you know, all of it with a guaranteed, well, Medicare is a bad example because it's health, but all of it should be uh, replaced with a guaranteed basic income. I think that the concept of just for the sake of an example I'm talking about here is give, you know, if people are employed, they are not able to claim their guaranteed basic income. But if they are uh, not employed, um, they can get a GBI of, let's just say, $2,000 a month. Now, again, this is not in today's world. I'm saying that this is in, you know, a world 15, 20 years from now where we don't have enough jobs for people. So the issue then becomes how do you take available resources and spread them around? And so $2,000 a, a, a month would be used for basically for, for basic living, right? You're not, you know, getting any sort of luxury from this stuff, but it would be, you know, from the concepts of just having a roof over your head and being able to uh, keep the lights on, so to speak, and then also being able to feed yourself. And, you know, the, the challenge that comes with shifting to a GBI is that there's actually several other portions that need to be in place first. And I think we're already moving toward some of those items like uh, the concept of free or tuition-free colleges and universities, but also with uh, single-payer health care. I think we're moving towards that direction as well. Um, so if you think about Maslow's hierarchy and needs and like kind of what people need on a regular basis just to survive, you got health care, you got uh, food, shelter, right? Um, and then, you know, once you have some of the basic products in your house, like, you know, TV, computer, Internet access, all that kind of stuff, all of a sudden, a lot of this, you know, 
you realize just how little people actually need to to survive on a regular basis. And so if you were to replace food stamps with this concept and everything else under one consolidated guaranteed basic income, you'd theoretically, let's just say, get $2,000 a month and you'd be responsible of using that however you need to, to live. Um, the issue becomes, how do you take that money and live off of, you know, X amount? And so like I said, we're already kind of moving there with health insurance being a single-payer system, but I think we also need to think about doing it for the food supply, too, specifically. Right now, it, it's kind of generally understood that there are six or seven companies that complain, uh, that control a majority of the U.S. food supply. And so we would actually need um, some federal food program, and I say federal in, in the definition of it being owned by the people, right, that you could get your food from on a guaranteed basic income. I'm not saying that you should get chocolate and beer and stuff like that, but, you know, wheat, uh, you know, corn, rice, beans, uh, you know, a, a couple proteins, vegetables, right? This should be the stuff that you're able to get where there's no profit markup um, that's added to it. Because if you were to use the guaranteed basic income or even today's food stamps, then you're basically shifting money out of um, the hands of of society and putting it towards the profit margins of these companies that are owned by a few small amount of people. So if that makes any sense, the, the, the issue is that a GBI can work, but there needs to be other elements of the system that come into play too. It's okay if we end up, you know, replacing a lot of these jobs with machines, but we need to provide people with a way to put a food, uh, food in their bellies, a roof over their head, um, you know, educate them and give them some levels of opportunity to, um, to experience fulfillment and, and, and maximize some element of productivity for society, whatever that would end up looking like. Anyway, I think that's enough for today, but thanks for giving me a few minutes to connect the dots. I'm Jesse Chen, and I'll talk to you next time.